when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. What's good, Internet? It's April 12th, 2022, and you are listening to Waypoint Radio, episode 473. I'm your host, Rob Zachney, and I'm joined by Patrick Klapek. I want to hear about the Xavier receiver. Okay, we're going to get right into it. Uh, <laughs> Renata Price. Howdy, gamers. Uh, Kato is taking the other half of today off. He should have taken the whole day off, but uh, we recorded a Norco spoiler cast. Ren, Kato, and a friend, uh, Cam Kunzelman, did and Kato just he had to come in. Uh, Kato was like, I must talk about it. My my PTO be damned. Uh, don't worry, he, he he took a half day at least. Uh, so the plan was uh, that we were going to open on Gundam Overwatch. Yep. Uh, which is what Ren. Then you laid a trap. Should... Like you, you put no, out a delicious no. treat. Nah. Right. We like don't you... need to talk about my shit. Rob does it's this the thing, thing I where talk like about. his way of like getting ready to start the podcast. Like walks through everything. It's kind of like a rough timeline before we jump into it, and then he goes into the intro. But then right before he did that, he started like he started talking, and yep. and then mm-hmm. I I was like, what? No, you put together an AV receiver and seemed distressed. I don't know. Did you put together an AV receiver? Maybe I'm being too presumptuous. Well, putting together an AV receiver. An I... AV receiver has arrived in Rob Zachney's home. That is the yes. only thing we can promise you. Is it the box? Is it the one behind you? Yes, actually. It's that, it's that box behind me over my left the big shoulder. Blue, the big blue uh, uh, sticker on it? Yeah. Uh, so for people who've been following the saga of the whole audio situation for the last like year or so, you might remember I received some very nice heirloom speakers from my father-in-law, uh, beautiful, like old, like an old design style of speaker, a, a, a ribbon loudspeaker, uh, that was renowned in its day for two things, amazing sound and then breaking. Uh, and so I had a glorious, like, Eight, nine months of like, wow, I've never heard spe- heard speakers this good. And then uh, several months of a worsening buzz because one of the ribbons had torn. And the way you would hear that on the uh, on on audio tracks would be uh, you're li- like live in a place where like traffic makes the window screens buzz a little bit yeah. in their frames. Yes. That was the sound they began making. Uh, if if they were sort of hitting and holding tones, they would begin to buzz. Uh, And that became eventually rendered things completely unlistenable. And so then we had to go through the whole, like, how do we repair these things? Uh, Because nobody makes them anymore. uh, And a lot of materials are gone. So long story short, had to go to someone in Florida uh, who is like one of the last people who seems to reliably repair these things. Well, 
it's been like three, six months, something like that. Who knows? What is time? Uh, but the speakers are done. They are being shipped back. Uh, not shipped, actually. Um, my my Florida connection is coming up to New Jersey. I am meeting him. <laughs> the name of the movie the Coen brothers are making based off of this. It's going the to be Florida. called The Florida Connection. Yeah. It'll be surprisingly dark, actually. You'll you you you'll think like, wow, how can something so lighthearted and fun have so much death? Um, but that's just that's the mm-hmm. nature of of their stories, and and the humor is yeah. is kind of about well, obviously some sort of a crime caper is what this person is. Florida man is in New Jersey to participate in something. You go to get the speakers, observe a conversation. Hey, look, we're both hey we're hey we're both sipping our mugs. Rob, look, yeah, yeah. and then you're gonna be followed. You're gonna be followed to your hotel. We're gonna mm-hmm, show up mm-hmm, at the office. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have a side plot. Rob's going to his that's... New York tailor, and he finds out he's being tailed. Yes, this is why this. So my favorite way to describe a Coen Brothers movie is describing them as watching movies that feel like looking at a bunch of shopping carts just start like rolling down a hill uh, and then one of them bursts into flames and then you're like, oh, fuck, that doesn't seem good. Uh, And then they all crash into one another. Um, And that sounds like a Rob Zachney story if I've ever heard one. Yeah, I mean, I am a little bit nervous about the fact that uh, the repair bill for this is is pretty significant, and uh, it's a cash-only transaction. So I am meeting this person uh, in a random parking lot in New Jersey uh, with an unusual amount of cash. Uh, have you already hand. gone to the bank to do this? <laughs> or you did you have to like reauthorize something, like give a social security number in order like what do you Robert you? My okay? bank doesn't have branches near me. So okay. I'm gonna it's actually easier for me to do this in New York. I'm gonna be down there later this week and I can go in <laughs> and Wait, you have a your bank is in New York? Well I mean I, my bank is in Ohio. So I'm like I'm with Chase, but Chase, like the one place Chase okay. didn't go right. was okay. Massachusetts makes, for years. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Yeah. Um they're expanding in Massachusetts, but yeah, like it's it's like there's you can't just like, go down the street like a is it is it Bank of America town out there because you know, yeah pretty much TD yeah. uh, TD and uh, Bank of America are the uh, are the two main banks, but yeah, so I'm gonna have to give this person uh, a, a bunch of cash, um, and hopefully I will get my speakers in return and they'll be repaired. Will um we haven't figured out a podcasting schedule entirely for this week. Will. The exchange have occurred by the time, in theory, if we did record an in-person or you recorded an in-person podcast. No, it's the, it it's the yes, end of my trip. So okay, all right. Well, we're just gonna Damn have to it. hang on a hang on a thread. Next hang on a Monday, wire. fine. Yeah, we Next will. Monday, we'll chat about it. Yeah, we'll get the story on Monday. But anyway, but the point is though. So I'm very excited that they're coming back. The speakers, it's gonna be great. But this time, like I decided, you know, I really understood now. I got to treasure my time with them. And so I had to figure out what was the best way to show them off. And of course, uh, with the speakers, uh, my father-in-law gave us something else uh, to help drive them, which was an NAD 2200 stereo amplifier, uh, which is a very big and powerful and, uh, you know, apparently well-regarded stereo amplifier, different from a receiver. And you can't just with a lot of with a lot of receivers, you know, you usually plug the speakers into the terminals on the back and that makes them go. Uh, But if you wanted, for instance, to have the signal feed out 
to a stereo amplifier that's also part of your setup and bypass the speaker posts mm. on the AV receiver, you need a receiver that can support that. Your base, like consumer level models, often don't. Uh, and that was the receiver I had. It, it, I couldn't like the, there. There are no um, RCA cables to uh, allow you to do a pre-out setup. So I needed a new receiver. And I did my research, looked at a whole bunch of places. You know, the all the reviews are like best best receivers around for like value and performance and features. You know, it, it sort of alternates between like it's Marantz, it's Denon. Uh, you know, there's people who are like, you know, will favor a Yamaha. Nobody seems to like Ankyo. Not sure why, but those are those are the features. But I ignored all of that because I went and I saw my Polish guy in Cambridge who oh sold God. me my temporary speakers uh, that replaced the Carvers. And he's like, and I should. I'm sure he wouldn't like. He wouldn't lie, right? Just because he's an authorized dealer for this one company's oh audio God. equipment and has like a wall of like awards and plaques given to him by this company for being well, a What's standing- a lie, though? I mean, your definition of a lie, that's a pretty broad. He's a salesperson. It's true. Day. He was like. Is that lying? Is that lying? It's. Is marketing is marketing lying? I don't he, know. That's a different podcast. He was like, you can't hook. You can't hook your nice speakers up to a Denon. He was like, Denon, Denon is crap. And but I was why? like, That's... did he explain why? Yes, he, he has an argument. <laughs> he has an argument. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, which is that, so if you look at AV receivers, uh, you will see that all of them will say like, they will drive, you know, like an AV receiver will be like, it drives 11 channels, uh, speaker channels at like 175 watts a piece. And he's basically like, that's bullshit. Like they can't, like those receivers don't have enough. Like they don't have enough hardware. They don't have enough capacitors. They don't have they they do not have enough power supply to drive eleven channels at one hundred and seventy five watts. And and in speakerland, like power is quality in some ways. Like feed a speaker more power, better performance. His argument is that all the like mainstream consumer brands post these like really inflated numbers to mask really like average Mid. equipment build. Yeah. Mid. Yeah. And so he's like, no, what they're actually saying is they can drive like one channel at 175 watts at a time, but you're like attenuating when you hook up a full full sound system. And he's like, in general, like their wiring isn't as clean. Um, there's more interference and sign- like signal interference in the system uh, because it generates like all audio, all receivers like do generate like sort of electronic noise. But like if you build poorly, that noise will interfere, interfere with the signals you're, you're feeding, uh, you're, you're trying to put out to the speakers. And so his solution, he was like, so all those brands, all those things that like wire cutter and CNET and what hi-fi and fuck them. They're all trash. The only thing, the only thing, uh, they're only like the only thing that is not basically a toy is either an NAD receiver, which he doesn't recommend anymore. Don't don't know why, but that's just a parenthetical. He's like, I don't recommend the current generation NADs or an Anthem receiver. 
Anthem doesn't get reviewed in those roundups. If you're like, I want to read a best AV receivers roundup, like look at all of them. If an Anthem appears, it's stunning. Um, but it's not because it's not being like, it's not because it's being rejected. Nobody reviews them. Um, but I took a little leap. I was like, he, he told me a story. He was like, did you know that Anthem, uh, is owned by the same company? Oh my God, Rob. That makes paradise. Rob, you are gullible. (laughs) Hold on. There's something here. Okay. Uh, so look. (laughs) (laughs) Long stories with good endings and a long pause, a little awkward laughter, and then a so look. Rob, can I interest you in in some in in some in some. And some beans of tremendous quality. Rob, I this morning Absolutely. I purchased a, I purchased a storage shed. Absolutely. I've got some extra space tremendous in there. Tremendous beans. On an unrelated note, the Bean Lobby of America has recently named me a brand ambassador. I will put a little spot. I'll put a plaque. Rob's corner. You know, I'll put stuff in there for you, buddy. Did you know that you could get a title by buying up one by one plot <laughs> of land in Scotland? So he was like. Uh, the story he tells is that Anthem <laughs> motherfucker weaved you a yarn Anthem Paradigm are effectively like the same company and they are based like adjacent to a facility an acoustics like laboratory uh, the National Research Council of Canada it is apparently like you can look this up. It is apparently like one of the best acoustic <laughs> labs. You can look it up. Check <laughs> research. Look, it's real. It's real. There's a there's a <laughs> world standing class on the table. There's a world class acoustics research facility in Canada. It's better wow. than what we have here. Oh, and are you I, I remember that. To me I remember that, that fucking... facility from Stranger Things. Are you suggesting that the fucking speaker engineers at fucking Paradigm are like? Sneaking over in the middle of the night and being like, can we acquire their plans for the next generation of audio technology? They're not sneaking. They're partnered. So they did did a ton of research into a subject. Can't even do it. Into a subject called psychoacoustics. Oh, my God. It's real. I told you we weren't doing lore reasons on Metal Gear. (laughs) I promise you this is real. It's got a Wikipedia. Oh well, then it's that they call they should call it Factopedia. (laughs) Here, here's a link. I do think it's possible. Like if you if you were to tell me that Rob made all these Wikipedia pages over the weekend in preparation for this moment, I believe you. Oh, oh so, fuck me! Oh my god! Fuck! Here is what at at this facility <laughs> they conducted they they have conducted a tremendous number of studies in the field of psychoacoustics, a real branch 
uh, that uh-huh. yields real data and uh-huh. actionable data. Uh-huh. 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 And they uh-huh. use that to build the data for to build software called Anthem Room Correction, which is so I'm sure like if you've um, if you ever used like a like a lot of like any receiver ships with a version of this now. Um, have you ever seen like an AV receiver that ships with like a little cardboard, like little rocket thing, little microphone you rest on the top and it sort of like helps you calibrate your speaker setup by playing tones and the microphone sort of like right, trying to figure out where they are yeah. in the room as opposed to just like trusting that you'll set it in the, the spot so the sounds bounce correctly. By all accounts, and by all accounts, I mean a couple reviews I read, Anthem <laughs> marketing all material. Accounts, the word all and, is, is and what this Polish man told me in his sales in his showroom. Uh, Anthem room correction is like the the best um, like calibration software out there right now. Uh, better than uh, Duroc, which is the other standard that I think NAD, uh, I think NAD might have developed, but it's used by a bunch of places. But the specialist sauce is Arc, and so for that you need an Anthem receiver, and they are expensive. Oh, I, I, I could have, I could have surmised. Wow. I'm, <laughs> wait, really? At the end of this story, something expensive happens? You, which, so- which, which, unbelievable this is like, there are fewer um, niches that cater towards people with explosive disposable incomes than audio. And these were left off those roundups, even in the wire cutters or high desk being like, hey, if we would like the high end premium model, like we know this isn't for 99% of people, but like, he, here's your option here. These aren't reviewed. No. <laughs> no, they're not. Um, <clears throat> they are in the world of home theater and audiophile people. They describe anthems as boutique products. Oh my God. <laughs> with boutique product issues. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, In sorry, which sorry. Sounds like your support oh is going to come God. from forums, not from <laughs> I just wanna I wanna I wanna real quick. Yeah. In this moment, I'd like to publicly apologize uh, for laughing at Rob when he said psychoacoustics, because I have gone and looked up psychophysics. And it is it is real and actually very useful. So I would like to publicly apologize to Rob Zachney you'll, for you'll laughing. No, no such, no such uh, for laughing like a fucking clown at your clown shoes ass decision and justification. However, the, the content of the justification is technically correct. There may be a grain of truth to it. There may be a grain of truth in there like for I would great like to narratives. publicly apologize for almost vomiting laughing uh, on the floor of my apartment. I mean, honestly, I probably should have looked up this Wikipedia before I bought the thing just to make sure that it was real. Uh, rather than being like, wow, this doesn't sound good if I tell other people about it. It only <laughs> sounded good in my head or when I was talking to uh, Darius. In In Rob's defense, the field of study is also how we get to like... The same field of study is also how you get to um, 
like different compression formats because it's basically built around the interaction <clears throat> between literal physics and human physiology and looking at like, okay, how do the mechanics of audio and the, the mechanics of audio processing work in such a way where we can cut out all of this additional information that does nothing for us? And so I can see how that would be useful to have a partner for. Yeah. Well. So uh, anyway, so I bought this thing. Uh-huh. Um, and that was my weekend was was uh, I spent a good portion of Saturday setting it up, running the room correction, uh, which, to be fair, like in my defense, I will say this room, as you might guess, is a hellhole from an acoustic standpoint, like in terms of here's things you don't want uh, when you're like creating a nice soundstage, tons of furniture, uh, lots of hard sound reflecting surfaces things blocking your speakers uh all sorts of little things like that my room has a mall uh all those issues are in play and so you need like i probably need more help than most getting these things properly set up because the room is a challenging environment so yeah i i spent the weekend setting everything up ran the uh ran the anthem room correction which you know they send you a much nicer microphone certainly than denon does it's it's uh it's a real microphone it's nice i assume it's better it's very big it's it's very big uh can i see the big microphone yeah <laughs> hold on <laughs> this is the saddest i've ever heard rob He's usually so much more like this is the rare instance. I tease Rob a lot. Um respects his interests. Yeah. As I tease him. Yeah. But this is the first time genuinely when I've been doing this for years where there's like there's like real shame with it's occurring right now. I don't really part of it. What's in the box away? Could you just use this uh, microphone for podcasting? No, but it does maybe look like you could use it for other things. Oh, my God, Rob. I remember that from the countless uh, alien abduction films I've watched. I gotta go to bed. I gotta go to bed. That's not a microphone. That's a laser pointer. That's a fuck. Who gave you a... Uh, like a little the fucking screwdriver from Doc the sonic screwdriver from Doctor Who motherfucker get the fuck out of here my guy futuristic switchblade so a Jedi street urchin's gonna fuck your shit up with that so on Saturday mm -hmm. I spent an enjoyable hour running room calibration software maybe two hours what um, kind of sounds are you getting out of this Calibration software. Pleasant? Oh, the same. Noise? Oh, no, 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 no. Very unpleasant. <laughs> We're talking like a... Nope. It, no? It's got to... Because it's got to like have a U-curve uh, in the tone it's playing. So it's like a... It's like a... It's just it's just a vocal warm-up. Smack. <laughs> yeah. And it's got to end on a smack because it goes really high into pitches. And so it like comes to other songs smack and like cuts off and yeah. does that yeah exactly and does that 
repeatedly. Now here's the. That's other just thing. a character from Finding Dory, a movie I've I watched love a lot. Vocal warmups. I love vocal warmups. So um, it was doing that for. Oh, the other thing is, of course, I couldn't just like. Here's the other cool thing that the anthem room correction does. You oh, don't have God. to just calibrate for one from one seating setup. Like I calibrated a surround and a stereo profile for my primary seating area which is the couch behind me where I play games, watch movies. But then, like, what if you're hanging out, like, you know, you've got guests or you're just, like, sitting further away from the TV? I create an entire different sound profile so that it sounds good from the back of the room or off in the dining room, and uh, that works great, too. Uh, it makes a noticeable difference, I think. Yeah, it makes a noticeable <laughs> difference. Look, I'm, I am I do know that perception is very subjective, so I'm not going to, like, I certainly wouldn't present my findings to the, to the National Research Council of Canada. To the Board of Psychoacoustics. <laughs> right. But I certainly felt uh, like having run four different calibration, uh, like, <laughs> Having modes. been whooped for the last three hours, I feel like this is. Yeah. Um, That's a, whoa, whoa, whoa. That was the cleanest. <laughs> I've heard, I've heard yet. Oh my god, that was such a clean. Boom. Well, it applies it after the fact, so you wouldn't, you wouldn't notice that it does it. It does when it's when it's when it's all finished. It like it doesn't like play. It doesn't say like ah oh, that now now to show you the good smack. It doesn't do that. Uh, instead, like it's like you want to upload your stuff to the receiver, and it does, and then it like corrects for the room by the way uh it did also indicate i needed to maybe adjust my speaker placement because i could see uh for a little while i for various reasons i'd allowed my left speaker to migrate further and further into the corner behind my desk and you could see in the in the frequency response curves that the microphone is measuring something was really fucked up with that left speaker um that there were like huge like sections of the um, like of the spectrum, basically, that we're getting kind of cut out. Uh, and so I, I had to move it into clear air, and uh, now it sounds great. Anyway, point is, room sounds amazing. I that was money well spent. Um, the anthem room correction is real; it's based on real science. Uh, I've never heard this setup, and this doesn't even have the nice carvers yet. Uh, but I've never heard the room sounding this good. It's fantastic. One little problem, um. I'm not sure the rest of the the interface really measures up. Um, their their solution to controlling this thing is a web interface. Sorry, sorry. Cool, cool. Love to have high end technology. You don't have a remote. Oh, I got a remote, but it's kind of shit. The remote's really so you, mediocre. The real have- power is this phone app. No, sorry, it's not an app. An app would be too advanced. It's a web, it's a web it's app. A web, it's, it's, a app. A web app. it's a web app. Mm-hmm. This is also... Show that again, just yeah. to the camera. Yeah. So, see, that's the, this that's the main screen. This is the most 2000 and... That's some... 22. That's, 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 I, is that an... Uh, Robert, you holding an iPod Touch? 2013 ass web app I have seen in so long. 
But like, just, like right after Apple and Google kind of like standardized what app, what things should look like, but before everyone was really good at it. And so it like looked like it's trying to do that, but like they just don't, they haven't put their finger on how to do that design frame yet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it lets you do things like you can customize presets by input um and normalize like normalize their volume level so that like different sources aren't like one isn't like wildly louder than the other you can you can you can trim that you can apply different audio profiles uh you know to to the different to the different inputs uh I think it's I think it's neat. Patrick, he's winning me back over. It's only the only problem, of course, is that it disconnects from the receiver. Um, and you've lost me. <laughs> and so sometimes you got to be like, could you please reconnect to the receiver? And it's like, I'm trying. And you sort of like shake your phone as if that's going to help. But it doesn't. And they're like, I'll just close the tab and restart and I'll input the IP address again. Uh, but it's cool. There's only one other problem, uh, which is that the the thing seems to have some handshake <laughs> problems with other equipment. I'm not laughing at Rob. This red posted a graph of. Is that a? It's a psychoacoustics graph. It's <laughs> a psychoacoustics graph. Uh, and then I said a live graph of, of Rob's confidence during this pod. And it starts so high. And then it fucking bottoms out. The moment he starts talking, just, uh, just cratering, just palms sweaty, <laughs> mom spaghetti. Just like. <laughs> so. And then it gets. It's, we're getting back up there. Near the end, I feel right, like yeah, we're yeah. getting back up your there. your ass in. And so all of a sudden, he's, get, he's getting, some, getting some traction. Listen, I bet if I went to Rob's house and I listened to his speakers, I bet the room sounds great. That is the one thing that, like, I feel like the one thing I'm actually very confident in is like this shit. This shit sounds great. Like everything sounds amazing. Um, I am kind of shocked how much better it sounds than sort of the mid market Denon. Uh, it's it's replacing. Um, like I'm really taken aback because like these speakers it's hooked up to right now were kind of stand ins for the Carvers, and I was never very impressed with them. And now playing them through this system, um, like they they are noticeable. They noticeably sound better. Um, so all that yeah. st- stuff sounds great. Only problem is last night it took me about an hour to make my TV take signal from the uh, receiver. Um, like it was already supposed to be set up. It's in sync. I oh, it's been working on Saturday. On. And then on yeah. Sunday, nothing worked. Hello, darkness, his old friend. But I figured it out. The TV speakers. <laughs> I figured out what the issue was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did so, you have to buy something else? No. The issue was in the past. That sounded worse than yes. That was a no. <laughs> it almost seems like it would have been better if he could have just bought a cord or whatever. Yeah, oh it might have been better. God. Because now, you know how like electronics have a little handshake process yeah. they go through? Be like, hey, I see you. I'll take signal. It's like, great. I'll yeah, send yeah, signal. Yeah. yeah. Well, now I am a necessary part of that process. I sort of have to yenta the handshakes together. Um, in order to like, it would appear that unless if I turn things on in the right, in the wrong order, things won't go right. And so it turns out there's just a simple new order of operations that everyone has to follow, which is, would your partner even be able to operate this shit when you leave the house? We're going to find out later this week. Oh my God. 
You have to leave a backup. I shared like, her. I, I shared the web app with her. Could you do it all remotely? Where like she could call you and you could be like, "Sure, I'm gonna turn everything on through my phone." No, once you're off I the Wi-Fi. I love magical realism. I love magical realism so so much. Rob's out here doing fucking pattern magic to get his goddamn TV turned on and the audio going through it. As you were saying, Rob. No, I, I think look, I think MK's got this. I she bookmarked the 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 remote app. Um, admittedly, she has not interacted with it and instead has basically used me as the remote. She's yeah. been like, hey, could you and then yeah. like make a thing happen with this? And I do. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, if I weren't here, she would thrive and she would embrace the anthem lifestyle. Uh, a key part of which is make sure the anthem is the first thing to turn on. <laughs> Only then, after it is completed its warm up, do you turn on the television because otherwise the television will not see the anthem. How long's the warm up? Oh, How just like just like 10 15 seconds. Okay. It's not fuckers out here doing like crunches. I don't know why your receiver has <laughs> got to like take a lap first. Um well, it's it it has aggressive uh power saving settings. And anthem is like, "Hey, don't leave this thing on too much." Hey, why does it need aggressive power saving settings? I've seen some anecdotal commentary on various oh forums that the new Anthem product line might have some heat issues. And so it just doesn't like to be on too long. I mean, like too long is kind of relative, right? Like doesn't want to be on all the time. It likes to like go into rest modes. Um, okay. You know, it works for a few hours, goes into a long rest. Uh, you know, basically, it's got the anthem requires good labor conditions. Yes. Uh huh. Uh huh. I'm hearing this, and I'm hearing this, and I'm hearing you. Yeah. Uh, and this is and this is the same. This is coming from the same Rob Zachney, who, as we all know, uh, is deeply, deeply invested in the power consumption of every single object within his home. Oh yeah. So I'm actually very, I love that it turns off in uh, 15 minutes if it's not getting a signal. Uh-huh, I love uh-huh. it. And and that's and that's great. And that's stellar for you. Wait, okay, hold on. But it does. Question, but, so, but, like, but Rob, I would like to note that that it needs to do so does carry some implications regarding so if you something idle. And then then your, your receiver turns itself off. We have now lost the sync order, which means we may now turn everything else off and then restart everything from scratch to get it to work. So let's say you go to like make a cocktail. Is the receiver going to turn itself off because you paused a movie for 15 minutes and then we need to shut everything down? Well, no, that wouldn't end the signal. Right. That wouldn't, That's the, there yes. would still be a signal coming from the TV. Ren's it's just it. not, it's not producing a tone. Right. So the, the thing that, the thing that the receiver is going to turn off is like, okay, nothing's happening with video or audio right now. And so it hasn't happened for 15 minutes. So I'm going to turn off. But if you're like on a DVD menu or just on like the Xbox home screen, it's still getting a signal, and so it's right. gonna it's it's gonna chill. But yes, if it does turn itself off, um, you know, I mean, probably you weren't using TV either, so you just have to re- you just have to do the correct <laughs> order of operations. Instead of just turning things on again, yeah, no, it makes sense. But you do just turn things on, you know. Except now uh-huh, you have to the do, right be order. specific about it. Like it's pre- like, uh, hey, you know what? Practice what Rob, mindfulness. You know what? What Rob has always told me. When we have conversations is I'm trying to simplify my life. I would like things to be easier, more manageable, more logical, more efficient. It will make me happier. 
And I, I, how can you not reasonably conclude that that's what we've arrived at at the the end of this process? Thank you. Yes, I think your we, notebook, your notebook, and all its you know arcane logic fits, fits right into it's right into this. This is the, the Rob notebook handshaking with audio sound. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um. So yeah, I think it was. So the the only thing the the thing I do kind of wonder though. Mm-hmm. Is is it so much better that it was worth the money over mm-hmm. like more mainstream brands that on paper do offer significantly more features? That's the that's the real lingering question here. For instance, um, well, hang on. Here's a selling point. This, you should never let this question be answered, Rob. Here's, yeah, don't, your, like, just don't. Otherwise, just go. Own, to, I guess the only thing you do is your, like, just go to Target, go spend five hundred bucks, take it home, and see if you can. Do, but then, if you do that, you introduce. Then I'm that guy. Oh know, my dude. god! But then I'm that guy. Then I'm. I guess I am that guy, though. Yeah. I'm doing. Oh. Home. Rob, you let you you let like a weirdo wow. convince you to not <laughs> a weirdo, an expert. Uh, one, of, yeah, right. one of the one of the best Sorry, paradigm anthem dealers in all of North America. And the and the graph I sent, uh, we're at about. Let me check real <laughs> quick. We're at about the, I'd say four fifths of the way through at this point. So hey, he's climbing. Interpret again. this how you will. Here's a selling point. So yes, it doesn't have some features. For instance, he's definitely HDMI climbing. 2.0. That's a thing that like the new consoles use. It's like the new standard. It doesn't standard. have that. Not right now. It doesn't have H- HDMI 2.0. But oh, we're in a firmware right update. No, no. Unfortunately, that's a, that requires a hardware update, my friend. But unlike other receivers, God. which are only one spec for their entire lives, and you can't upgrade them. Oh, oh, great! So you can spend a thousand bucks and get a new one. In you six spend a hundred dollars on okay. a uh, expansion card. That like updates your, it updates your. Uh, You're paying for a firmware update. No, I'm paying for like a hardware upgrade, uh, to make it compatible with some new formats. No, Just a no, small amount of no, money. No, in that that is no. Rob, also, also, Rob, 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 Rob. That's a patch. Rob, Rob, Rob. Your use of the word hardware here. <laughs> Is is the phrase? It's a hardware expansion. Uh huh. Is uh, unless unless when you plug that little uh, unless when you plug that little device in, little robots are climbing into your fucking speakers and like rehooking things around. Ren, this is the coolest USB stick you've ever seen. You don't know how good this USB <laughs> no, it's stick a, is. It's a, no, like, it's a PCI it's an artisanal board. USB it's a PCI sti- made, board. handmade in Sweden. Like by like just like. Do you experts. have to install it yourself, Rob? No, you have to take it to your licensed and oh my dealer of merit. So you're gonna take it back to this dude and pay him more money to upgrade your receiver in an indeterminate amount of time from now. At which point you will be able to use HDMI 2.0 and 8K. I think this is the 8K update. That's not relevant to me, of course. <laughs> it won't be, maybe ever. But uh, but think about it. Rob's dead. Okay, so Rob's dead I've, silence. I've thought about th- it. Oh my god! Think about it. I want the audience to think about. There's a different world where I didn't force Rob to tell this story, and just think about that one for a little bit longer. So, like, keep going. Your your common receivers, 
are one yeah. spec for for their whole lives. When hardware changes, you're just like, well, this thing's junk, and it's done. But <laughs> that's what most people are doing: is spending a couple hundred dollars on a soundbar, going like, God, I'm just gonna toss this thing in the trash in 18 months. But this thing that, 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 that is literally planned obsolescence. This definitely does happen, right? In Rob's defense, yeah, fucking right, Ren. Oh Patrick, God, why okay. can't you be more like Renata? Do not. <laughs> so the right, thing Dad. is, as like as someone who cares deeply about waste and like making the most of resources, <laughs> I think it's beautiful that this anthem via reasonable and regular hardware updates to keep it current with evolutions in media trends, uh, this thing could like should last like 20 25 years uh, okay 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 and this <sighs> okay, i'm gonna step across uh, patrick i'm gonna step across the aisle for one second but no no patrick in like in like 35 seconds i'll be right back there with you i don't know if i trust you i you're too no, close to no, like I'm you like step, the, you're trying to pretend you're not rob but you're just like a I'm younger, less seasoned step, Rob that has not like I'm become step captain across to their the aisle for, for one moment, for one moment, before before I then turn back on Rob. All right, and just say that in a better world, having a more considered and personal relationship to the things that fill your home and a less disposable relationship to those things is great. It's good. It's excellent. It's literally why I got into keyboards. It is why like I I like building things. I like physically building things. It's why I miss doing um, machining and like carpentry stuff. Uh, it's been a long time since I've done it. I miss it greatly because it's 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 a it's really healthy and like makes you have a much better relationship Ren, you have with to things come in to your life. Wall and check out the makerspace nearby. It's and first rate. And so. With this in mind, mm -hmm. in a better world, all of this would be true. And in all of our lives, there would be a cool little dude who is just our cool audio weirdo. And everyone would have a cool little audio weirdo. The problem is, when it's just the one dude, and, he, and he's just one fucking guy... I don't trust that motherfucker as far as I can throw him. Because, like, when this becomes... If this was standard, great. We'd be right there with you, Rob. But the we second you... Don't... No, 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 no. Like, you... <laughs> we... <laughs> Sorry. In this world, I, Renata, would be mm -hmm. right there with you, Rob. But the second that motherfucker is out here being like, yeah, I'm a licensed... No. That is... No. In... No. 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 Nah. Nah, nah. But what if oh my God. he's just a man who believes deeply in, after a lifetime of consideration, this, this story's been around for like 40-some years. After a lifetime of consideration, he is just delighted upon, after all my journeys, this stuff is some of the best shit in the game. And this, this is, was at a, this is this what This was I at a store? Yeah, a little place in, uh, in Cambridge that's been there. Did like, he forever. demo them? Uh, he demos tons of stuff right now. He's not demoing these because, and this this is real. Everything's sold out, um, and so like there isn't demo inventory. Convenient. Uh, wait, how the then? How the fuck did you get it, Rob? Cut me a deal. 
Oh my god. Rob! Look, for me... I can't show it for, to you, for you. don't worry, I can you, get Mr. one to Zatsme, show up. I, I, make, I make this deal. This is unbelievable. <laughs> you sure this door exists, or does it just magically appear when you show up? Because, I, like, someone calls down the street, Hey! Hey! Rob's, Rob's in town! Like, fucking open the shop! Open the shop! I'm not gonna lie, there is a strong Brigadoon. Get Grandpa in there! Put on his funny accent! Like, come on, get in there! <laughs> So, uh, there is a bit of a Brigadoon quality to where this place is. <laughs> um, so I, let me show you the street view here, uh, because this is, it is a very small, very small artisanal, actually, let, let us say, uh, like place. I'm ready to laugh at you so hard. I'm, I'm so ready. Um, I, so, but there we go. Perfect. I think this should take work. a while for this link to sting. <laughs> is this going to work? This amount of time. Does this work? He's like, cast, he's casting a spell. He's adding like his <clears throat> own custom. You got it. Add, oh, is this mm -hmm. submitted to Google maps? Yeah. Q, QAnon audio.com. Not QAnon, not QAnon audio, not QAnon audio. No, not QAnon. It's just Q audio. It's just uh, Q audio. Okay. Okay. So I will again. Patrick will be with, I'll be back with you in just a sec. Yeah, I did you're, literally. You're, you're, you're at your strike two. I did last weekend go to a bespoke camera shop with my friends in Brooklyn that does not actually exist in like a retail space. It's just in the very back room of a artist's collective, and you have to call in to be like, hey, can you let me into the artist collective, please? And they go, yeah, we can let you into the artist collective. And then you have to go up multiple flights of stairs, and you're like, is this the audio play? Is this the camera place? And they're like, no, 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 no. That's down the corner. Also, you can't piss here. Um, <laughs> go... Go to there and you open it up and it's just a five by ten room with like eight people in it who are like, now look at this. Look at this cool camera. And it's great. It's stellar. And you know what? I think those places whip. And Ren, let me tell you something else. This guy is a friend to the students and the people of Cambridge around him. I watched it like last time I was there uh, before this most recent trip. Student walked in, put down like a hundred dollar deposit for a like amplifier he wanted to use for a show that weekend and walked out of there with like a multi thousand dollar piece of equipment to go play a show that he's going to return to the guy uh, after the weekend. And that's I 100 percent. I've come around. Sorry, Patrick. I'm leaving you. This, this, is, guy, this guy sounds like he fucking whips. This is a good shop run by good people. The guy can be good and, and like. Also have like met the perfect person in Rob. To, yes, to, a like, man of discrimination. Are you and are taste. you are you saying that this is this is the quintessential be good and be good at it, man? <laughs> what I also love about this Google Maps link is that if you flip it around, there's a mural and Google's algorithm that blurs people's faces to anonymize them in photos has just blurred half of the mural. <laughs> and you know really funny. Patrick, that is the that is the famous Middle East. Um, a music venue you might remember from Guitar Hero. 
Um, oh, really? No. Oh, yeah, right. Look at yeah. That. No, yeah, listen. look at that. That's cool. The rules. That's fun. Hey, that's fun. Yeah. So oh, they're right across so if the you're street. S- I, okay. Well, now I think. They're right across the street exp- from, from Q Audio. Is I'm that- saying we could probably expand the universe of these stories. My guess is people like Eric Pope, John Drake might. I'm going to. Okay. I'm going to send some DMs after this podcast. Yeah, I'm actually very curious what other like Cambridge <laughs> well, veterans I, have to look, say about Rob. I, if I get back some curious information, I just will tell you that I got nothing back and they didn't know who he was. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, um, uh, I believe in him. I think that he is he is standing behind things that he he believes in and is helping introduce people to hardware that they might not have heard of because the big incumbents in the space dominate it and they suck all the air out of the room. Uh, and so people, people who would otherwise like love anthems, they'd be a household name, but they just can't hear it over all that noise generated by the big guys like Denon. I mean, what your standard family likes to do is buy a piece of hardware and take it in on a regular basis to have it worked on. You know what's weird is that used to be basically like how all hardware was. That was just kind of normal. But see, I'm, I'm bringing this, like... Me and Q Audio and the good people in Anthem were bringing that all back. Uh, oh, and by the way, um, the guy's coming uh, in a couple weeks, I think, to like wire up the room better because I just can't. I cannot do another pass wiring up this room and like doing cabling. So I'm just going to once the carvers are in and everything's connected, I'm just going to have him come through and like tidy all this shit up and like give give that final like pro grade like fit and finish. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, to the old setup. Um, but yeah. Anyway, that was my weekend. I think that was time and money well spent. It's so funny. Like, is the like complete antithesis to the story is that I finally, because our garage got so cluttered, I finally pulled the trigger on buying a storage shed. And part of what my determination of which one I would buy was that at Home Depot, there was a link, a, a, a checkbox at the bottom that was like, yo, for 200 bucks like we'll just we'll just come do this for you i was like great check yep. i like gay people at the store what <laughs> if you go to the q audio page on google yeah it says it's lgbtq plus friendly so they like gay people at this store that's <laughs> what a weird thing works? to be like i just hey, gotta you gotta hey, hit a checkbox i know you've been burned by walking to those homophobic audiophile showrooms best buy you know they're like i wonder when that got added to the site you know what i mean like this is a mm-hmm. 1990s early do, 2000s do you think it's site. before or after the cool students uh who you became friends with started showing up there uh one one suspects that the store is pretty much always well reflected uh what what the students are currently into and what their values are Mm, um, neat. Yeah. So, anyway, that was my sorry. Weekend. Sorry. Oh my fucking Uh-oh. god. What have we found? <sighs> Just looking through the reviews. Two years uh, from four years ago. Ducked into the store a few years ago, mostly to get out of the heat and see what was in the new location. I wasn't planning on buying anything, but a couple of demo visits later, I was sold on an Anthem MRX uh, 510AV receiver and NAD Viso headphones. Darius was knowledgeable, honest, and accommodating for a couple of demos. The advice was right for me. I've been totally satisfied with both items and with the service. See, Patrick, that's just further vindication that he's given people the real, the real stuff. Yep. 
everyone's having the same experience because this want- this man isn't this guy isn't selling you a line, he's selling you the truth. Okay, well <laughs> uh, I don't want to read any more of these negative well, reviews. I, I don't I don't want to slander this mm-hmm. person with like people who write on reviews on Google Maps or also, also these are all positive. There's like, one that gave me some pause. I'm not gonna say it out loud. <laughs> just leaving it alone. Yeah. You go you you go on. You no, now, okay. now, now I want to find them. Anyway, we should take a break and talk yep. about video games while I peruse negative reviews of the store. Of this of the store. Of this store. Store. <laughs> we'll be back after the break. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. And we're back. Uh, so... That was my weekend. What did y'all get up to? Uh, Ren, did you play anything interesting? I played the Gundam Overwatch game because they made one of those. Uh, Gundam Evolution, which is basically an objective-based, team-based shooter uh, where each character has their own set of abilities that is like as inspired by Overwatch as you can be uh, to the point of nearly ripping off like basic UI and UX. Um, in it, you will play as one of many different Gundams who go around and shoot the shit out of each other, all the while using a bunch of different abilities to like do team composition-based like fighting. And it is shockingly really good at it. Um, it is. It feels pretty good. And as like a team-based shooter, uh, the mechs don't feel as much like mechs as you would like. Um, the time to kill is a little bit too high, I would say. Um, you can get ethered basically in one shot, uh, if you're not careful. Um, there's a specific sniper mech that, uh, if they land a headshot on you, you're fucking dead. Um, which is the I game's pretty standard equivalent. balance, uh, what, like, that's pretty standard for for balancing, right? Like sniper sniper classes who do land their land their headshot that t- does tend to be a kill, right? That's a, that's pretty standard balance approach. It depends uh, on a on a on a true tank. Mm. Mm, right, 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 right. That's the thing is that like you can have twelve hundred HP in this game and twelve hundred. So for comparison, a Barbados, uh, which is the game's like melee DPS, uh, which is absolutely broken. If you know how to play them correctly, just totally over overtuned. Um, really hard to play correctly, but if you play them correctly, just like stupid overtuned, uh, has about five hundred HP. Okay. So, so for, sniper, for this, it's like it doesn't scale. It's just like headshot from a sniper equals lethal. Pretty close to it. You yeah. might you might survive if you're a Sazabi, which has like twelve hundred HP, which is the game's current like main tank. Uh, and the Morassi, which is the mech that I use the most, might be able to survive one. But if you're in a team fight and you get brapped, you're done. Um, and there's also not aim punch, 
uh, is it's it is worth noting the game doesn't have aim punch, uh, which can be a slight problem uh, when you're fighting snipers if you don't have aim punch, uh, because. Mm. So, uh, like, I mean, my, my I guess my my first question would be, yeah. you you said it's like a, it's a good one of those, um, yeah. good enough that like. Is it like if you're someone who likes Gundam, is this satisfying enough that you're like, yeah, I would actually choose this over alternatives in the space? Well, it's alternatives uh, it in the space like are all novelty? dead. Mm. <laughs> there, Overwatch is not in a good place right now, from what I understand. Uh, it's in uh, some would say a t- tremendously bad place. But also, like it always has struck me as incredibly weird that they're going to debut Overwatch two in a competitive environment. Um, and just like force that as like a weird open public like d- display of like how that game is going to roll out. It's incredibly like Overwatch as a as a game has seemed like in a weird space. Probably if, if what we're seeing in public is as weird as it is, like even absent from like the like the, the culture problems at Activision Blizzard, I can't imagine like how, internally how roiled and weird the development has has been on it as well. So basically, right now your options because Battleborns that was not a game. Battleborn that was what it was called. That's dead. Um, so what do you have? You got Paladins, which some people still play. Um, shouts out to them. Uh, there's there's you always go home to the farm on TF2. There's Overwatch, uh, and now there is Gundam Evolution. Um, I mean, I'm sure there are other smaller games that none of us have heard of that fit into this genre mold. You could make the justification that Valorant fits yeah. in there and you'd be wrong. Um, but I understand why you would do that. Um, but like the team-based shooter as it existed so, five years ago is okay. mostly dormant. And now so Gundam Evolution shows up. In the context of this desert, is it a cool drink of water? It's a, it's a, it's a solid drink of water. Uh, I don't know yeah. if it's the coolest drink of water I've ever had. Mm. It's but like, the well is not poisoned, at least. It's not poisoned. The water's been sitting... Okay, here's the thing. The water has been in the shade, mm. but sitting out for a couple hours. Yeah. This is room temperature. It's no, 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 no. It's it's underneath room temp. Like, it's an... Patrick, come into my mind, palace. It's 95, de- it's 95 degrees out right now. Mm-hmm. You're standing outside... It's kind of breezy, but not enough for you to like be feeling because you've been standing in the hot, hot sun. Is it fully sunny? Is it like overcast? Any clouds in the sky? No clouds in the sky. Just sun. Just sun. Okay. There's a little bit of a breeze here or there, but not enough to really really cool your fiery bones. Mm -hmm. And in the distance, you see a tree. Underneath that tree is a glass of water. And (laughs) that glass of water has been sitting in the shade since like since the night before mm, it's I clean like that's room temperature no it's clean i don't, I don't think clean. that i don't think there's any coolness to this water it's clean it's been in the shade all day and it was cool last night that is that is that is the temperature so it's that at is, least not 95 degrees no it's, it's like a good 78 80 i would say it's like 60 which I must be one hell of a tree. A sixty, <laughs> a sixty degree glass of water on a ninety degree day. That sounds pretty great to me, though. Like it's not quite like ice it's cold, where you're like, no, but Ooh, if I'm thirsty, so crisp. Ooh, my teeth hurt too crisp. Um, you're not saying that, but you are. 
but you are saying, oh, yeah, that's some, that's Am I ever some water. <laughs> are you never saying that, Patrick? Are you never saying, ooh, my teeth? This is how we find out, like, Patrick just has the most remarkably healthy teeth of anyone ooh, on Waypoint. Ooh, my teeth are too like, crisp. I do. I've never had a cavity. You. Yeah, I have terrible the fact, gums. The fact though. that you're like. I have, ter- I, I have terrible gums. So, like, it's not it's not all peachy keen. I've, I've never had major surgery. But you, but ne- but you never had the thing where you're like, ah, like, icy cool glass of water and immediately, like, have, like, a shooting pain. You never. That, that experience is, like, foreign to you. No. But I do have to go to the dentist, like once every three months to have them scrape it because no matter what I do, I, I get like plaque buildup, but no, I've never had major oral surgery. Got it. Um, that part is true. Um, so I've never, no, I guess if that's, if that's the root of this, <laughs> then no, I have not, I have not, I've not experienced that. Does that relative water temperature help you determine where this game sits where I'm like, let's see less than I hope. I'll be honest, less than, less I than hoped. you hoped. Well then, okay, here's a question. Then yeah. like, uh, what's like the, the Gundam factor in this, right? Like separate the Gundam. Like, what is your what is your relationship to Gundam that you bring to this? Because you know, if it was like Austin talking about this, they'd be like, "Okay, Austin, but like, what if none of us give a shit about Gundam? Like, what does this game mean?" And then <laughs> does your argument collapse? Like, so what are you coming to that with? How much is that work doing okay. on making it interesting? I do like Gundam a lot. Uh, okay. I am I am a big Gundam fan. Uh, however, it is worth noting that the things that I like about Gundam uh, are not super present here and i still like playing this video game uh Mm. occasionally the robots will do something where i'm like i love that the robots did that like mechanically everything like they are doing interesting characters that is the actual thing i can say is like mechanically stuff is going okay a lot of them are overwatchy in some in, in a lot of like very explicit ways but the twists on it are cute uh, for example, the character I was playing, the Marasi, uh, is a mech that has basically like a DMR. So like a uh, single shot rifle designed for like medium to long ranges. Um, can't compete with a sniper rifle because a sniper rifle will kill the Marasi before it has the chance um, to get enough shots to kill the sniper. So for example, if I'm in a fight, if a sniper misses a shot on me and then I put three shots into their head, I can kill them. Two headshots and one body shot, I will lose. Um just to put that into context. Um, and, uh, but the thing is, it has like a roadhog style, grab someone, pull them close to you, and then it has a melee. So basically you pull someone close, it stuns them, you melee them, which extends the stun, and then you quick scope headshot, and then they basically anything in the game dies. Um, which is really fun. It, it's a, it, The combos feel good. Like ability combos feel good to pull off. Uh, the current like meta defining uh mac is the barbados uh which is a melee unit with like a big mace uh and basically if they like if they stun you you die there is nothing you can do if that mac manages to land this like one move on you you're done doesn't matter how tanky you are you're fucked um which is actually like a slight balance issue if i'm being honest but the interplay of team comps do seem solid so far i wish there was more healers I wish there was more like explicit support because right now there's only like two support classes or like two support max max. Uh, but like it separating this from Gundam, like it's, it's doing, it's doing the genre work. Well, is what I would, is what I would say. Yeah. In terms of just like the character of the spaces you're, you're inhabiting. Like I think one of the things that overwatch did really well is that like, a lot of the maps like have a really distinctive character. They don't just feel like 
arena layouts uh, just to generate certain types of encounters, but they they have like a, a vibe and an atmosphere. And I'm curious, like even if the even if the mechs themselves don't like necessarily have the the, the feel that you might want from a Gundam game, I'm curious, like do the spaces you inhabit in the game uh, hook in? Like, the, are there any hooks there uh, that that sort of spark anything? So I think the problem with this is at this at Gundam scale, right? It is really really hard to make spaces that feel like you are operating at Gundam scale without adding destructibility systems and destructibility systems are a step too far for this game. Like like Gundam scale combat in in fiction and like mech scale combat in fiction thrives in urban environments. Um where you can use buildings as cover, where like you can engage in that like narrative space, right? this game doesn't have building destructibility, right? And so instead, they basically just have to design maps like like objective-based shooter maps. Um, there's, like, flavoring of certain Gundam locations, but for the most part, it's, it's, it's pretty average in terms of, like, you are not going to get the sense of character or placeness. You're not going to be, like, walking around and seeing, like... You know, Overwatch did a very good job of, like, incorporating its characters into the world-building... Uh, and into the literal maps themselves, this game is not doing that work uh, particularly well. Um, it's I think it, I think that is where the Gundam element is useful because it's doing a lot yeah. of shorthand for getting people invested in these particular mechs. Um, because like it's cool when you see the turn a Gundam suplex someone, <laughs> but if you're like, okay, so but if you're just like, man, remember those early months of Overwatch? That was fun. I yep. miss those days. Is that yeah, dream? I put, in, I put in 30 hours to Overwatch and I was like, I enjoyed that. And then just immediately fell off, but enjoyed those. Can 30 I find hours. some comfort like, in the shade of that tree with that glass of water? Honestly, that is kind of where I was, was with this game over the weekend where yeah. I was like, yeah, I just, I kind of just want to chill. I kind of just want to chill and put like, do I want to get competitively good at this? No, I don't. But do I have fun? When I when I click on the little robots and I and I use my little he, my mercy style healing ability on my friends, I feel great when I do that. I feel so good when I do a little support. Um, okay, this game is doing that well enough. I'm gonna say something really tough here. The game is doing it well enough that after I played it for a little bit, I was like, you know what? I like this game and I think it's fun, but do you know what I think would really spike my my competitive interest? Asking someone to teach me how to play League of Legends. <laughs> Bad. <laughs> yeah. What, I, what you need is to lose 500 hours to a video game. You could just... What, no Dota? No. I'm a woman of class, of character. No, uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna fuck. It's the with gamer Dota. police coming for you. I can hear them. I'm not gonna fuck with Dota. I have too much self respect to fuck with Dota. Yeah, that that seems that seems wise. And Kato, so, and, and, and you know what, Kato, if you hear when you hear this on the edit, I mean that with all my heart. Do you know what? Do you know what that means? Too much self respect to play Dota. Yeah, what does that mean? It means what it means. She has too mean. much self-respect to play Dota. Okay, you just said it with a confidence that I was wondering if you, are you is you are you being a host or you got like the information? No, I mean I I <laughs> I understand how someone I understand how someone comes to the conclusion uh-huh. that 
Dota thrives among people who are like, I liked this game makes me feel this way. This is how I deserve to feel. 100%. That is 100% how Dota makes people feel. The league is pure? No, it's not pure. That's like, okay. Dota is what Dota is what happens when someone eats at Taco Bell like for a week straight and at the end of it like, "Oh fuck, I feel so bad." But Don't got to des- drag drag Kato and Natalie like that. But I de- like they're not here. But I deserve to feel this bad. And okay. and League is like when you eat there 3 days in a row and you're like, "Oh fuck. Oh damn it. Fuck. I should never let anyone do this ever again." And then two weeks later, you're like, let's get some Taco Bell. Hmm. See, it's a it's, it's a very delicate gradient, Patrick. Um, but you do have to be sensitive to it. Yeah. Um, like you, you like, sounds like these games just make people feel like shit, but they yes. just keep coming back. Yes. Well, so this is so this is maybe not an argument like in uh, Gundam Evolution's favor is that all it seemed to have done like. You come to the tree you find the shady water. Yeah. And you're like, this is good. But I heard there's a poisoned well <laughs> in the next valley over. Yeah, exactly. And that doesn't seem an argument in its favor. It's like, you know, this could have more arsenic. <laughs> I think that's more of an indictment of me than it is an indictment of Gundam Evolution. Like, my desire for a poisoned well that I was able to to respect the taste of this water enough to be like, oh, what if I was drinking some, what if I was drinking some really tasty water that was fucking awful for me? See, and this is, and you just can't, you can't with the with the pace of Hunt Showdown. That's just not. It's. Oh no, it's I not still love de- Hunt. Yeah, but it's but is it delivering those bursts of like, uh feelings they like some of these competitive games that we're discussing. Oh wait, Hunt? Uh, yeah, it's 100%. No, Hunt is, no, is another one I just yeah. didn't like listen. I, I I would say Hunt actually does that really well. Like when you're in a good fight in Hunt and like you land like a good flick shot on someone, oh, that feels absolutely excellent. Um no, the thing I was actually looking for was a very specific like way of interplay between characters and abilities, which I think does exist and has the potential to exist in uh, Gundam Evolution, but it mm-hmm. was just not. It was the same problem that I have with Overwatch, and that is yeah. that like I like my shooting to either feel slow or very snappy, um, yeah. and I need one of those two things. Uh, I either need really high TTK or really low TTK um, to really feel good about it. Um, and I just wasn't really. It's the same problem I had with Overwatch. Um, right. and being like, oh man, there's, there's a version of this with a little bit more depth that I wish I was playing and I could, I could go for more depth here. But I think for the thing that it is, I think Gundam Evolution is actually doing it very well. All right. Um, well, I, I think we'll have to keep tabs on it cause I'm, I am curious if it develops on enough of a following to become poisoned in its own right. You know, I, I'm curious if the community starts to harden around like, well, we figured out optimizations for it and we've taken all the fun and experiment out of this and oh. now it's prescriptive. 
Oh, I mean, that's already, I mean, that's, well, that's the nature of these games. Already, my friends and I were being like, this fucking Barbados. Barbados is the meta, and this motherfucker is playing Barbados so bad that it's going to lose us this game, because their Barbados is outperforming ours by such a vast degree that we can't even put up a fight here, and they're just, like, fucking owning us consistently. A coin just dropped. Hmm. You might be one of the people who runs other people out of these games. No. <laughs> I didn't say this. You didn't say it. No, didn't I didn't say, say this. No, my friend. No, 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 no. I will stand by when my friend said, I'm going to pick Barbados just so this dog shit Barbados cannot play it. Uh, and so we can have a better chance at winning here. I went, Jesus, I will stand by the fact that I did not do that. Okay. Didn't but- stand in the way, though. How am I going to stand in the way? Drive to fucking Kentucky and take the controller out of his hands? What do you want me to do? Ren Ren hops on a soapbox and it's like, no, we must allow the shitty Barbados to have fun being a shitty Barbados and wreck our game. uh, Because this is how we maintain this as a a beautiful commons uh, for gamers of all all abilities. Yeah, and I mean, also like... Also, I will know that the game only has ranked mode right now. And if the game had if the game oh. had an unranked mode, I feel like I would people would be much happier to to let the person fuck around and find out. Um, yeah. However, when we are in a fight that we are losing handily because one person just is not doing their job even a little bit, I think that's frustrating in any video game. Yeah. yeah. Um. And there's just one person who's just like, I'm just, I'm just going to go be over here. And you're like, cool. I wanted to play the video game. Well, let's, uh, I'm curious if you, if you're still playing Gundam Evolution and like, I mean, right now it's just a network test. Three weeks, right? I mean, right now it's just a network test. Oh, okay. So it's going to be, we're going to take a break. And then in two months when the game actually comes out, we can do a check-in. I'm curious if you, if you come back for it. Uh, or if at that point you're you're like, eh, it's still so it, I, it's honestly. fine. It's I, I I I'm not thirsty enough to need this this shade water. The um, I will say the oh sorry no go for it. I was gonna say the coolest thing about it is uh, the game's movement, um, which is uh, you have a, like a every character has a dash and has a different number of dashes and a different number of like different dash time for each mech which is is actually very fun like that consistent movement tech is 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 good and adds like a level of like understandability and depth to every character where it's like you know in overwatch you're talking about learning totally different styles of movement for every Mm -hmm. single character you play um at like a competent level well this is everyone has the same basic verbs of like shooting and dashing um, and the dashes feel good. And like, so like in a fight, like to break down one moment that actually felt really good. I was fighting a Barbados. They do their big stun move that if it hits me, it kills me. I dash to the right. I flick left. I then hit them with a the grappling hook, pull them in and then jab them with my spear. And that is like a couple hit sequence where both of us are trying to dodge out of the way of each other's attacks with this boost system that felt really good. And when I got the kill on a character that by all means should have killed me at that range, it felt sick as shit um, in a way that is legitimately fun. All right. Well, shit. 
I like I had I there there's for me the window for these things is vanishingly brief. And so for me it's like I can get in at the at the very beginning and then like in a week and a half's time it's time for me to ride off into the sunset. And that was kind of my arc with uh with Overwatch. Uh but it does it does sound it does sound neat, especially if like the landscape is I hadn't I wasn't aware that the landscape had gotten that bad uh for for games like this. Um or I guess I did not realize the degree to which people who used to play Overwatch have now thoroughly turned on that game. Um, it sounds it, real bad from what I understand from the people I know who used to play it are like, I refuse to even touch it at this point. It's so weird because for so long it sounded really bad, but they're still playing it, right? Like there was an entire year of people like having a love hate with Overwatch or at least like two years where it was like, yeah, this game, I hate the way it's being developed. And I hate how it's changing. I'm still playing it a, lo- a ton. Uh, it seems like that's that's changed now. Yeah, I the think the tipping point was reached. I think what happened was uh, a couple of design trends became new design directives. It feels like mm. is what happened there where people were like, oh, it seems like they're exclusively balancing this game around what the pros are asking for yeah. and not yep. around how normal people play it. And it's just making it a nightmare. Uh, and it sounds this like is... that trend has fully continued and continues to go on into Overwatch 2. There's like this, like it, I remember this discussion would come up around, uh, you know, StarCraft in particular, but the, but the thing I remember is like sort of old heads in competitive spaces would, would quickly point out that, you know, like a lot of your classic competitive games sort of came up in an environment that was largely naive of balance patches, right? Like they weren't like id wasn't there being like, we have to tweak quick too, like obsessively to rebalance it. Brood War was kind of sort of allowed to be its own thing. Like, yes, Blizzard supported it for ages and ages, but like for the most part, it was a thing where the meta would shift based on how people were playing it. But it wasn't like the developer was in there being like, oh, we have to make sure like it's being pl- like we're seeing the right trends and the right habits. Well, they weren't service. It, they weren't thought of as service games, right? Like there was just sort of like a customer service, yeah. like continued right. support. But, and there wasn't a wasn't a real time feedback loop. In the way that there is now. But the thing that like during that sort of uh, let's say let's call it the second great esports boom where you saw all these things now sort of being competitive first and like we're listening to the community and we're, we're tuning it for competitive. It put pros in the driver's seat of games that historically when pro communities had developed it was because the player base was so huge and the game was so like overwhelmingly popular just as the thing that people were fucking around with that like it could support a pro community mm-hmm. um, sort of organically just from like the, the rule of like, you know, large numbers of people uh, sort of investing time into a game. And the minute you sort of started astroturfing it and being like, we're building it around our competitive community, uh, you started having games being sort of warped around the way pros play, which isn't how most of us play. It's also worth noting that like the thing that gets lost here is emergent, like emergent gameplay systems. Um, which is, I think, the other difference between, like, the era that you're talking about and, like, the current zone is that, like, so, like, an example is, like, in Halo 2, one mm-hmm. of the requirements to play Halo 2 at a competitive level was to be able to perfectly execute the specific exploit, where you would basically hit someone, reload to cancel that animation, and then hit them again in the space of a second. Uh, And so basically you're doing two melee attacks, which is enough to kill someone basically instantly or alternatively hitting someone, hitting the reload button and then firing a shot 
all at the same time. So all of those damage ticks hit at once and it kills them instantly, right? That's an example of like emergent gameplay existing in the competitive space and the professional like game space, right? And those emergent gameplay systems are now much less infrequent because one, we've gotten better at making and testing things. Um, and two, people are way more likely to patch those out. And basically, like, this is part of the problem that, like, Apex Legends, not problem, mm-hmm. but one of the things about Apex Legends is that, like, they're always, people are always finding new movement tech uh, in Apex Legends, for example, that, like, totally changes the way people are moving in that video game. But other games, like Overwatch, have been balanced to the po- balanced to the point where everything feels weird and, like, just yeah. a little bit off the way people want them to, because some people in the competitive space asked for it, but in asking for it have kind of, like, removed all of the rough edges that make stories about these games interesting, right? That, like, I mean, like, that's the thing. It's, like, real-world sports, some motherfuckers aren't balanced. Yep. And and motherfuckers not being balanced makes for some interesting stories. Yeah. Well, and, and I, I don't know if it, like, comes true in every case, but, like, you know, when you talk about, like, sort of those old competitive games, too, you would have swings in meta that happened after years of being of sort of the balance being sort of stuck in a certain place because like people would discover after long periods of time that actually there's a different way of solving these problems. Yeah. And that isn't given space to emerge when you have developers parachuting in where it's like, well, it's time. Here's your season six update for, for this year uh, and sort of parachuting in and like fixing the game before most people have even like, gotten a handle on like what's really different what are what is what is what did the last update try to get across about how it's how it's meant to be played um but anyway uh yeah we'll keep an eye on gundam evolution uh as it as it comes out and maybe see if uh we can at least maybe on fire have a few good fire teams uh in, in the shade yes. uh let, let us say uh patrick what have you, what have you been up to lately uh two quick things uh one uh, I don't want to, there will be plenty of narco talk uh, in the spoiler cast that will be going out to Waypoint Plus. That's uh, narco. Subs. Hmm? <laughs> I you heard said, narco. You said narco. You and Hunter was Oh, I think narco. that's just my, I've, I'm, st- I'm stuffed up. Um, But uh, yeah, no, uh, narco, uh, uh, there'll be plenty of that in the spoiler cast talk, but I, I finished that uh, this morning. Uh, there are two things. Uh, one, uh, I did message Kato a phrase. I don't know if he uttered the phrase in the spoiler cast or not. Ren, you can you can tell me if there if that happened or not. Did he did he utter a phrase or did he just inform me about something after the fact? Did hmm. he pass the phrase along? What phrase? Clown makeup LMAO. Oh, he didn't he we talked about the thing. Damn. I told him to say it. Fucking Kato. Um I just I just oh I can't God. believe that you didn't put the clown makeup on. I didn't put the clown Was that a choice? On? You didn't know what it was in the game. So I found the clown makeup and then clicked on it a couple times. I clicked on it once and then the guy was like, do you want me to clown around? And yes. I was like, I was yes. like, I don't want you to clown around, sir. I don't want you to Ren, it is, it is, it is such a wonderful, I don't know how that dialogue plays out otherwise. It is, it is, I don't want to spoil too much about what happens, but like there is a moment later in the game where in, in a game full of like odd pieces of humor that don't feel like they should fit in the game and yet fill it, fit in very elegantly. Um, there is a character that you are paired with that has some makeup on the counter. And there are multiple moments in Narco where, or Norco, where I did do it that time now because you guys now fucking got me. Um, <laughs> is that a character says, 
you know, either please don't stop or like the, the game is egging you on to like keep touching this thing, interact with this thing, see what happens if you keep doing it. And sometimes it can be, uh, please stop doing it. And you can just keep doing it. In this case, the character is very much saying, please keep doing this. Like, I kind of want to do the thing that you're gesturing at, but I won't do it unless you interact with this multiple times. Then a character can put on some clown makeup and it is treated beautifully but also as a joke in which this person takes it very seriously, likes the way they look, um, pushes back <clears throat> constantly on characters who try to turn it in to a bit. And I thought it was like a really this lovely is addition so fucking funny. to a character that is introduced into the game as kind of a side bit player joke and like comes pretty much more fully formed. And I thought added like it was given additive detail uh, noted detail by by virtue of, of of the makeup, and so I just wanted to I just wanted to p- point that out and how much I delighted in it. Um, the the other thing I'll just say, and, and maybe you can use this as a way to tease a little bit of like where you, where, where we all ended up on the game. Uh, I like the first half a lot more than the second half. Uh, I, I, I think I this, it, it gets very surrealist as it goes on in a way that uh, it hit a certain tipping point where. I lost my grounding with the characters and I enjoyed being in the grounded space more than I did in the, I mean, I said when we brought this up last week, like this game could go anywhere and I would believe it. Um, And it has laid the foundational justification for that. And it continues to do that. Um, And it escalates both in uh, not sensationalism, but like spectacle, surrealism, metaphor in a way that, I just started kind of losing me. Um, uh, and I, I liked it more when it was like, I'm poking around in, in the South and talking to these characters and there's a sci-fi bit, you know, kind of like overlaid onto it. And I don't know, it sort of, it sort of lost me towards like the last third or so, even as I still enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, to, to quickly gesture at the feelings that I will express on the spoiler cast. Yeah. I, I love the the way that metaphor becomes literalized uh, in the, in the latter half of the video game. I think it is like, doing some really interesting shit textually that is like deeply, deeply a part of a particular literary tradition in the South uh, and like part of the like Southern Gothic literary tradition and moving that into a different frame where like the magical realist and the historical and the literal all begin to blur in ways that are like uncomfortable and strange and often horrifying. Yeah. I Like intellectually completely agree with you totally see where you're coming from and then at the same time i sort of but patrick preferred the game you're the first half of the game you're like yeah i'm signing up for all of this and it's like what about this modal shift Uh, and you're like "Mm." yeah and that's that's more or less where i landed like i i respect where the game went Mm -hmm. i i was i just was enjoying more of what i was playing in the first half even as i was like oh this is beautiful in a different way but i felt myself I, I I felt myself emotionally disconnect from the storyline and I was more just sort of like mm-hmm. exploring the beautiful screens and the puzzles and um and I liked where it ended up and I I saw what it was going for, but uh I don't know. It just sort of lost me emotionally in that in that yeah, second half. I think that's um and, totally reasonable. Uh but it's it's so wonderful. Like I can't re- like cannot like don't let any of that dissuade you from trying this game. It it is truly one of the most wonderful experiences I've had so far this year in a year that in a compressed period of time has had a lot of wonderful experiences that you can spend anywhere from, you know, a couple of hours to an Elden Ringish 120 hours. And yet this game like will stick with me, even if I, I wanted something a little bit different um, towards the end because everything that it's doing is just 
it's just so wholly unique. Like even when I was separated from the story, I was impressed at so many other different things that it didn't fucking matter. Um, yeah. uh, in a way that it just, I, I was so surprised at every turn, uh, in, in that game. I was like, oh, so good. Hold on, Patrick. Yeah. I think you have some other wonderful gaming experiences coming up, uh, this year. Like, I, I, I can't believe, oh. can your little heart take <laughs> these wonderful gaming experiences? You're about to start mainlining, uh, all in the space of a week. Uh, because I just mailed you my Sid Meier's Gettysburg disc. You did. You did. And with instructions on how to get it to run. And so, like, theoretically, today, as people are listening to this, we might be streaming Sid Meier's Gettysburg, and you'll be learning all about uh, how to dispose of your brigades. Dispose? Um, Yeah. I don't like that term. Uh, yeah, it's a, what like what are your dispositions, General? That's that sort of thing. That's mm. what I mean. I mean, listen uh, for two games about the American South that have definitely put <laughs> equal amounts of thought into the history uh, and the ways in which the American South is kind of portrayed and thought about uh, in history. Gettysburg, Sid Meier's Gettysburg, and Norco. Definitely two games which have, which come to similar conclusions about the history of the American South. Indeed. Patrick, it's such an informative week for Patrick. Wow. Uh, I didn't realize that I was thematically connecting two experiences I'm going to have over the next couple of days. That's wonderful. Well, uh, we'll, we will help bridge that gap, even if it's like the Jean-Claude Van Damme, like doing the splits on the two semis, driving like driving side by side. Yeah, this I, is, uh, yeah, this is the Spider-Man two bit, right? Like I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to pull, yeah. pull these things together. Yeah, uh, we're gonna do it with these spider Ren, Ren is Ren is brandishing her Faulkner, uh, I, menacingly, proudly, both. Proudly. Proudly and menacingly, I went to the I went to the bar uh, uh, yesterday and ordered a uh, whiskey uh, and 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 cracked back into this um, for a little preview of both the Norco uh, and Gettysburg chats that are soon to come. Beautiful. Um, there was one follow up. Somebody wrote in uh, questions about Halo uh, firearms. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So, Drew writes, I know this is coming in cold, and sorry if you've gotten any emails about this already, but I just listened to your discussion of the Halo TV pilot, and I've got to say, the velocity argument from the Halo Deep Lore just doesn't hold up as I, an explanation. I admitted to being wrong about this. I want it on the record that I have previously admitted to being wrong about this on this podcast. It's less a correction. It's just like this is a pointing out that Halo doesn't have a great explanation for why your guns, why the gun you're holding works and the gun that little Marine over there is holding doesn't, even if it's the same gun. Uh, But basically, the MA5Bs from Halo 1 canonically use the same M118 7.62 millimeter rounds as a lot of other 20th century NATO weapons like the M14 rifle and the M60 machine gun, as well as that minigun used in the Halo TV battle scene, as far as I know. Uh, You can see the M118 designation on the vacuum-packed ammo in Halo Collector's Edition. Spent 7.62308 casings are ejected as you shoot the Halo AR, and the instruction manual notes that they're 7.62 rifles with a conventional gas system rather than having a futuristic electric motor or being super fast magnetic railgun or whatever. 
It all adds up to the Halo rifles being very cool and fancy looking updates to familiar 60s and 70s rifles, but made from futuristic materials with a lot of sci-fi doodads clamped on. Assuming the fancy ARs the Spartans have uh, are all MA5Bs, I'm guessing they'd have about two full feet of barrel in them. They're bullpups. bullpups that means the, those little like tiny squat cut down uh, ARs, basically. Um, so it seems like you got a two foot barrel, and that's a lot of barrel. So M118 rounds fired through a barrel that long would be zipping out at a very brisk 2,600 feet per second. And yeah, that's fast. But it's not astronomical. If projectile speed is the key to beating shields, the RPD that one of the ragamuffins had should have been performing about as well as the Spartans' guns. They use the same ammo. Uh, they use the same ammo, but obviously the results were different. The velocity explanation for why the Covenant had plot shields falls down in a few other places as well. Uh, the MP7 some of the colonists had uh, had also get their best combat loads up to the 2.4 uh, k feet per, foot per second range. Like the AKs, uh, I know that being so deep into the lore of something and loving something as deeply as you would have to love it to believe that Halo, Halo's 4 and 5 had good campaigns can make a person want very badly to believe that there is always a good explanation for any apparent contradictions in that thing. I'm very sympathetic to that. I love the Elder Scrolls games, which have a running gag in their lore about how impossible their lore is to reconcile with itself. Oh, but I think yeah. in this case, the Spartans' bullets work better because they are hero characters. <laughs> Just like in the games where the NPCs do way less damage than the player characters, even with the exact same weapons. If they're Halo battle rifles, though, all bets are off because I think they use a giant fictional cartridge so they can do whatever the designers want. Drew loves the pod. Thanks, Drew. Really enjoys really enjoys what Ren's been bringing to it. Okay, I will read it. Anyway, I love the pod. I think Ren was a fantastic addition to your team, and the post-Bungie Halo campaign narratives all stink on ice. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. But, thank you. Thank you. But Drew was very positive outside of that. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. Much appreciated. Anyway, I, I think we, we now close the book on on Halo ammunition. Are you and, uh, Rob, come types. on. You're saying you're closing the book. You're saying you're never gonna open this book again. I think I think we, we've resolved the question of like All right. when the when the UNSC are like firing bullets and shit, why does it why do we not have a good explanation for why it matters if Master Chief is holding the gun or not? Okay. Uh, All right. the answer is like that that seems to be closed, which is there is no sci-fi like lore explanation for why most of those like base level guns are working uh, with one character and not the other. That's that's pure plot. Okay. Um, you know, it's like a faded blade in some ways, right? Where it's like, why does why does the hero cut so many foes down with a mighty swing of the blade? It's because they're a hero, not because the blade is special. Anyway, uh. We will leave it there. Um, what, now, the question of like, are those later Halos actually good? Do they ex like draw out the themes and substance of Halo in fascinating ways? That's very much an open question. I'm very keen to get to the bottom of it. <laughs> Might take me a while. I only managed a couple missions of Halo Wars over the weekend. I feel and like those one games them, aren't super long, though. Um, yeah, but one no. of them was real annoying. 
Actually, both awesome. of them are really annoying. I'm so glad we weren't streaming them because it would have been infuriating. Like, would have been bad stream. Might have been good because I would have failed a lot and been really upset. Yeah. And okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, how long to beat Peg's Halo Wars at nine hours? Which f- feels right. Uh, feels like not, how long it was on those missions. <laughs> I'm just saying, wherever you're at, you're probably already halfway through the game. I hope so, because they just started a mission where it's like, all right, for this mission, you can only produce Marines from these little mobile headquarters units. And I'm Gross. like, I don't want to play these Marines like they're this is a terrible unit. This is infuriating. But anyway, uh, that will do it for today's show. Uh, if you want more from Waypoint, you can follow us on Twitter at Waypoint, Facebook and YouTube, Waypoint Vice. You can follow me on Twitter at Rob Zachney. Patrick, where can people find you? You can follow me at Patrick Klubick if you're wondering. Dear God, how did we get through an entire Waypoint Radio after the release of a Kingdom Hearts 4 trailer and not have anything to say about it? Patience. Pa- your patience will be rewarded, is what I will tell you. And you know I'm going to make you all watch some Tokyo Vice. You know that's coming. No, you're going to do you're going to do that in the office? Test out the TV? No, we're not, we're not, we're not watching Tokyo Vice. In the, I, I get Waypoint suspended from Twitch because in the middle of the keyboard stream, we just put on Tokyo Vice and start <laughs> I mean, watching there's it. A, there's a theater. at and There's a screening room at the office. Rob, I have. Okay, I actually have a request. Can you put in a request to the building to see if you can use the screening room? Can you watch something with your, your I know it's not the new speakers, but pick out something that could be a status quo. Watch it on your setup, and then can we investigate how complicated it would be for you to watch that yeah. in the office? And I want to get it. I want to get a comparison. Sounds ideal. Okay, sounds perfect. Um, for the record, I will never produce a graph to show any of these results. Um, I know that I will never. I will never prove to anyone that my sound system is actually better than 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 par. Uh, my ears know. My heart yeah, knows. Your heart knows. That's what yeah. I was about to suggest is that your heart does know. Let your ear be your guiding key. That and that is the print the foundational principle of psychoacoustics. <laughs> uh <laughs> So you can check out what we published on waypoint.vice.com. Uh, we've also been it's fine. Streaming. I don't want to follow Ren on Twitter anyway. Oh, did I skip Ren? He did. I clicked over to the wrong window. Fine. I, st- I was reading a template and not the not, not today's script. <laughs> Ren, where can people find you? People can find me publicly apologizing uh, again for misremembering Halo lore facts over on uh, at Ren or Raven on Twitter. Misremembering Halo lore facts would be a good shit posting Twitter account, though. <laughs> can, yeah, you can find me being publicly wrong over at Ren or Raven. Or on waypointdevice.com. This is, I'm, I'm publicly wrong in tons of places. Um, I think I'm going to find out I was publicly wrong about a lot of things I said about AV receivers. I was going to say, you've introduced yourself to a, a, a potential hellhole <laughs> with that segment, Rob. Oh yeah, no, I've, I've, I've completely, um, like I, 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 I think there's gonna be a lot of people being like, you got taken for a ride, dude. And I would be like, but I liked that ride. Yeah. Hey, so whatever, man, like, as, you, as you approach 40, it's just got to do, do whatever the shit that makes you happy. <laughs> Damn right. Uh, and to that, we're streaming a whole bunch this week. Uh, thanks to waypoint plus and the folks who signed up at waypointplus.com. On Tuesday, as, as I alluded to, Patrick and I will be playing some Sid Meier's Gettysburg. Uh, Ren and I might also squeeze in some Halo Wars this week. Um, 
But all that is really subordinate to the the main thing we're doing this week, which is uh, kind of twofold. One, we got to test our little setup uh, down in New York a little more. We got to work out some kinks in the in the hardware and, and figure some stuff out. Also, I have a PCB for my keyboard uh, sitting behind me. And so we can finally build that little keyboard. Uh, I can finally build my, my samurai. Uh, so... I'm going to be heading down uh, later this week, and uh, if all goes well, on Friday, Ren and I are going to be building that keyboard uh, as we test out various features uh, on on our setup. And for our Waypoint Plus listeners, Ren, Kato, and our friend Cameron Kunzelman did a full spoiler cast on Norco. If that sounds good or you just want more Waypoint, you can go to waypointplus.com and subscribe. Not only do you get access to our premium feed, but you are helping support Waypoint and everything else we do here. Um and if you're concerned by some of the things you've heard, I will say that there's not like a direct pipeline to my AV equipment. I'm not like embezzling funds from Waypoint Plus uh, to be like, I need boutique Canadian audio equipment. That's not how this works. I just get paid the same way everyone else does biweekly with via statement that has all sorts of weird deductions that I think adds up to me making what I'm supposed to. Um, I need to my taxes. Fuck. Oh, come on. oh Lord, my taxes. Anyway, hey, listeners, taxes, they're due this week. File them or get an extension. I'll be honest, Remember, I don't. Never forget that TurboTax, and TurboTax did this to you. Never forget that this is a nightmare. The, the, very, the very people who are like, we're here to help you make taxes easy. They're the ones who made them hard. They are. They are the ones who made them hard. They can go fuck themselves. Our theme music is by Bowen. The track is Miss You off the EP Pale Machine. Learn more at waypoint.zone slash B-O-E-N. For now, we're calling time on this Monday. We will talk to you again on Friday. Until then, fuck capitalism. Fucking to it. Go home. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. This is the most, I'm about to read you the most Rob Daphne series of sentences I've, I've, I've ever read. <clears throat> I definitely spent more than I was planning to spend, but I felt good about it. Darius was, con- was careful to describe the ins and outs of the product, give me extremely helpful tips on setting it up, and getting the most of it and placing my order for me. Little did I know that I'd have to wait a few days to get my product, which was a little frustrating, but to be expected, as his shop is not big enough to hold much inventory. The money I spent made the wait all the more exciting. While we waited, Darius was good enough to give me the FedEx tracking number so I could eagerly watch its progress. 
Along the way, I gave him the measurements of my house, the details of my equipment, and he customized my wiring and connectors and gave me very detailed instructions on how to make the most of it all. When the packages arrived, I drove over to Q Audio like a bat out of hell, eager as a child on Christmas morning. He helped me load up my car and gave me specific reminders about the connectors, even put post-it notes on the boxes. After 48 hours of drilling, wiring, connecting, calibrating, I have to say I am absolutely thrilled with the products. I've been listening to a wide range of vinyl and digital music and watching movies and sports with a whole new appreciation for high fidelity audio. And needless to say, the speakers look absolutely awesome in here. I even filled the speaker stands with sand, as per Darius's instructions, and spiked them into my floor, and holy moly, what a great sound. Even as recently a few hours ago, Darius was available by phone to answer a few last-minute questions and sounded as willing and passionate as that first visit a week ago. I can't believe that person married Darius. <laughs> That's beautiful. Oh fuck! Oh, this is so good. Well, um, I don't think he's uh, telling people to fill their speaker boxes with sand anymore. <laughs> Just FYI, I'm not sure that advice is current. <laughs> All right. Um, right. I think we'll just cut. We'll just start off with Gundam Overwatch. Um, for for me, like I wasn't. My whole project this weekend was setting up a new AV receiver, um, which was a, I don't know, good decision. Um, and then I played a bit more Halo Wars, etc. You sound really confident in that in that in that decision, huh? Yeah, yeah, maybe it's possible I'm overly suggestible, but that's you know that's that's <laughs> oh, our Rob Zachney would say that no one our no. Rob, no. our Waypoint's own Robert Zachney suggestible no I know surely not you make your no, own decisions no, Rob no no you arrive Rob. at them fully you know you're right you have your own volition Rob, I really do come on yes thank you yeah exactly 